Today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. People that tell me they're living by faith, but then they say, but you know, you never know what God will do. I'm not sure that's really living by faith because real Bible faith expects God to do something. You know, somebody say, well, I know he's able. Well, that's wonderful. But you need to take it a step further. Get to the place where you say, and I know he will. I know he's able and I know he will. He can and he will. Let's open our Bibles once again to Psalm 145. Psalm 145. We have been talking about the open hand of God bringing about unusual, supernatural, extraordinary uh, provision to those who will be watching for it, expecting it. Amen. How many of you are expecting it? Now that's important. If you don't expect it, then it's not likely you will experience it. Expectation is, is much like faith. Real Bible faith expects God to do something. People that tell me they're living by faith, but then they say, but you know, you never know what God will do. I'm not sure that's really living by faith because real Bible faith expects God to do something. Amen. You know, somebody say, well, I know he's able. Well, that's wonderful. But you need to take it a step further. Get to the place where you say, and I know he will. Yes. I know he's able and I know he will. Yes. He can and he will. Yes. There was a man that came to Jesus one time and said, I know you can I'm just not sure if you will. And Jesus said to him, I will. Straighten that out real quick with two words. I will. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. So if he will back then, he will today. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? All right, Psalm 145. <clears throat> Let's look at verse 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Drop down to verse 14. The Lord upholdeth all that fall, and raiseth up all that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee. Now this is where the Amplified says, watching, looking, expecting. Watching, looking, and expecting. That's important. That's how you position yourself to experience what God says he wants to do. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. So once again, <clears throat> when you see the phrase, the open hand of God, or God opens his hand, most of the time it is significant or represents uh, provision. And God not only provides, but he does so supernaturally, extraordinarily, and unusually. Can you say amen? Uncommon. He's not the God of just enough. He's the God of more than enough. I like to say he's not El Chipo. He's El Shaddai. Okay. Amen. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> I want to read from the Passion Translation, beginning in verse 13. 
You are faithful to fulfill every promise you've made. That's good news. That's encouraging. If you can find a promise in God's word and the Bible's full of them, then know this, that God is faithful to fulfill every promise that he has made. Well, right here it says he opens his hand and fulfills the desire of every living thing. That's his promise to you. Amen. Amen. And what do we know about his promises? He's faithful to fulfill every one of them. All he's asking from us is dare to believe. Amen. How many believers in the house today? All right. Then verse 16 says, when you open your hand, and once again, this is from the Passion Translation, when you open your hand, it's full of blessings, satisfying the longing of every living thing. So when God opens his hand, it's full of blessings. Expect when God opens his hand, blessings to come to you. Amen. Now, what you need to learn to do is expect it and then as a, uh, you could say a point of contact to show that you truly expect it, then lift your hands and say, and I receive it, praise God. Amen, I receive it. I I know, um, I learned this a long, long time ago when uh, Brother Copeland has prophesied over me, Brother Hagen, Brother Roberts, a number of people that I I trust uh, in their ability to hear the the word of the Lord, the the, the voice of God. And they'd say, Brother Jerry, the Lord has given me a word for you. And when they pronounced it or delivered it, sometimes it was beyond what my mind could comprehend. I remember one time in Philadelphia, 1981, uh, Brother Copeland was doing a three-day victory campaign there. And uh, I wasn't scheduled to speak with him in that meeting. We had just come out of uh, a meeting in Charlotte and uh, I'd had that visitation of the Lord in that meeting in Charlotte and uh, where God taught me about uh, sowing in famine. And I knew Brother Copeland was going to be in Philadelphia. And Carol and I decided we just wanted to go and be in the meeting. So I called him. I said, uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to fly up to Philadelphia and be in the meeting with you and Gloria. He said, well, there's no need both of us flying our airplanes. Why don't you just fly with us? So we flew up there with him. And uh, I was just going to be in attendance. We're just sitting on the front row receiving. And it was a great meeting. And then uh, uh, he preached that opening night on Thursday night. And then uh, he said, now, uh, in the morning, I want you to preach. I said, I didn't come to preach. I just, I just came to receive. He said, no, you're not sitting in this meeting and not preach. You know? And I said, well, if you want me to, you know, I, I learned from Oral Roberts, if you insist, you know. I told Brother Roberts one time I'd like to buy him a new suit. He said, if you insist, you know. And uh, so I preached the next morning. And after I got through, I was going to walk off the platform. And uh, then we were all going to go to lunch. And and then he was come back for an afternoon service. But before I could get off the platform, he said, wait a minute, Jerry, the word of the Lord's come to me. And he prophesied over me. And it was a lengthy prophecy. In fact, I I had uh, 
my secretary at that time, transcribe it, and then the art department put it in some nice lettering and framed it, and I put it on the wall in my office, so every time when I'd be home and I'd go in my office, the first thing I'd do is read that. And it, it was quite a prophecy. And uh, some of the things he said, uh, at the moment he said them, my mind couldn't grasp it. It was bigger than my mind. How many of you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Amen. And so I would read it, and then I'd lay my hands on it, and I'd say, by faith, I receive this. And I kept doing that, kept doing that until all of a sudden it didn't look so impossible anymore. Amen. That's how you mix faith with the word preached. If, you, if you're wrestling with it in your mind, just keep saying, I receive that. By faith, I receive that. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, that the word did not profit them or benefit them because they didn't mix faith with it when they heard it. So the way you mix faith with it, when you hear it, even if it's beyond your comprehension at the moment, just say, by faith, I receive that. And keep saying it. And keep saying it. And one day, your mind will catch up with your spirit. You'll say, hey, that's possible. Yeah, this is possible. Now, some of the things he prophesied, I mean, they looked impossible when he said it. But over a period of time, it no longer looked impossible. I was expecting it. And I'm pleased to announce to you that everything he said has come to pass, praise God. Amen. Amen. And at the time he said it, it did not look possible. It was beyond my comprehension at that time. But I kept saying, I receive it. So lift your hands right now and say this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, if you want to open your hand and pour out blessings on my life beyond my comprehension, supernaturally, uncommonly, extraordinarily, by faith, I receive it. And now give the Lord your best shout. Amen. Now, once again, when you open your hand, it's full of blessings, satisfying the longing of every living thing. Now, verse 19, let's drop down to it. King James says, he will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. And verse 20 says, the Lord preserveth all them that love him. Now, the common English Bible says it this way. God shows favor to those who honor him. God shows favor to those who honor him. And then the message translation adds, you lavish your favor on all. Everything God does is right, and the trademark on all his works is love. Now notice the message says, you lavish your favor on all. How many of you know by now, if you've been coming to this church for a while, or you've been hearing me preach for a while, favor is my favorite subject. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, you remember that commercial? I don't know what they were advertising, but this guy, he's, he's 
uh, an extremely wealthy man, and he has this little miniature giraffe. And the little giraffe walks up to him, and he says, uh, uh, I, think he, I think the word is opulence. Opulence, I has it. <laughs> I, I, I got a hold of that, and I said, favor, I has it. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, favor, favor. I has it. <laughs> Is that, that's not good English, brother. You're just as country as I am. Just say what I said. Amen. That might not go over well in England, but we're not in England. We're in Crowley. Amen. So say it again. Favor. I has it. Amen. So notice, I'm going to read it again because favor is my favorite subject. And every time I see it in the Bible, my antenna goes up. The common English Bible, God shows favor to those who honor him. The message translation, you lavish your favor on all. Now, the word lavish means characterized by extravagance and profusion. Now, from that, I heard in my spirit, get ready. Not only is God going to open his hand and provide for us extraordinary uncommon and uh, supernatural provision, but he is also going to provide for us extravagant favor. Hallelujah. Extravagant favor. Now, once again, the word lavish means extravagance or profusion. So I wrote in my notes, get ready to experience extravagant favor. Now, the word extravagant means unrestrained. And it also means beyond what you have experienced before. Now, if God is about to show me extravagant favor, because I experience favor in some way every day of my life. Ask anybody who knows me well. How many of you remember the old TV series, The Real McCoys? Remember Grandpa McCoy? He used to say all the time, no brag, just fact. (laughs) I walk in the favor of God. Good to see you guys. Amen. I walk in the favor of God. I experience it in some way every day of my life because I expect it. And it's not because I'm so good, it's because he's so good. But he taught me how to walk in his favor way back in 1969. It's the first thing I learned on my own. I didn't learn this from Kenneth Copeland. I didn't learn it from Kenneth Hagin. And I didn't learn it from T.L. Osmond, nor did I learn it from Oral Roberts, who were my four mentors. It's something God taught me. I'd never even heard of the phrase prior to that, the favor of God. If I had, I probably would have said, who has favor with God? How can anybody have favor with God? That's probably the way I would have reacted. But one morning, he said to me, I'm going to teach you how to walk in my favor. And there will come a day when your name will be known around the world for the favor of God that's on your life and ministry, and then I'll hold you responsible for teaching others how to walk in it as you do. I wrote that in my, in my journal, 1969. And then God began to teach me about the favor of God. 
And then I realized, and, and, he, and he pointed it out to me. You know, I learned this, and I probably learned it, first of all, from Kenneth Copeland teaching on how to meditate God's Word. I'd, I'd, I'd never heard that phrase before. If I'd ever heard the word meditation before that, I would have associated it with some other religion, you know. But he said, meditate the word. And then he showed me in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, thou shalt meditate on God's word day and night. And it's, it's, it's a Bible word. Those other religions got it from God, okay? Amen. So he taught me how to meditate the word. One of the things he said was, don't, don't try to read a whole chapter or a whole book at one time. Just focus on one verse. And he, and he gave the example, for instance, Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And he said, now, don't, don't try to swallow that whole thing at one time. Just focus on sections of it. Start with my God. Just meditate on that, my God. Wow, my God. Make it personal. Man, I just, I just spent the day thinking about my God, my God. Wow, my God. Not Kenneth Copeland's God, my God. Not Oral Roberts God, which was the same God, but my God. This is my God. My God shall. What? He shall. He shall do what? Supply all my need. Wow. You spend the day on that. Supply all my need. All my need. Oh boy, at the time I started meditating that, he's got, he's got his hands full. And I had a lot of needs. I was in debt personally, and I was still in debt with the business I owned. And I'm endeavoring to get out of debt. And so my God shall supply, not might. And it didn't even say, he can supply. It said he shall. That takes it beyond his ability. Now we're talking about his love. Amen. God shall supply all my need. Glory to God. I'm getting happy already. Just sitting there in this little bedroom on Trainee Lane, Shreveport, Louisiana, 1969. I'm getting, I'm getting happy. I'm getting excited. And yet... Nothing had changed out here. Oh boy, everything had changed on the inside. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You got to see it happening on the inside before you see it happening on the outside. And so I I learned to meditate that, uh, meditate the word. I remember uh, reading stories about the ministry of Jesus and particularly the story about uh, the man at the pool of Bethesda. And the first time we went to Israel, and I, I had meditated on that story so many times, I could, I could almost see that man's face. The Bible said he'd been crippled all of his life. People took him down there, perhaps on some kind of stretcher, and they set him at the pool of Bethesda. And the legend was, the angel would come and trouble the water. And whichever person got in first, when the 
angel troubled the water, was healed of all their diseases. And Jesus went to the pool of Bethesda and went right up to that man. Now, the Bible doesn't mention that he went to anybody else there that day, but he went to that man. And the Bible says that this man had been in that condition 38 years. And Jesus walked up to him and said, will thou be made whole? Now, I'm I'm meditating this, and I can see Jesus walking up to this man. I can almost see the man's face. I can see the crowd. I I can see it. I I can picture it on the inside. I had spent so much time meditating that. When we got to Israel, and they took us to where the pool of Bethesda was, it was exactly the way I'd seen it on the inside. And I'd never been there before. But I recognize it right. That's the pool of Bethesda. Amen. So you meditate the word. Don't get in such a hurry. It it doesn't matter how many scriptures you read in a day. It's what you got out of them that day. (laughs) Amen. There's a lot of people. They've read the Bible. I heard one man say, I've read the Bible 50 times from Genesis to Revelation. But when you heard him talk, he didn't get anything out of it. Just just religious tradition. Amen. 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 So spend time. Just, Just close your eyes sometime and focus on Psalm 145. Thou openest thine hand. And it's full of blessings. Wow. Just sit back and picture that. The Bible says, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace. Picture yourself walking up to the throne of grace. You know, the first time I endeavored to meditate, Hebrews 4.16, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace. The first time I endeavored to meditate that, I saw myself in this long, long line. And I'm at the end. And I kept looking around this line and not moving. Dear God, by the time I get up there, you won't have anything left. And then I saw Oral up there, Billy Graham. Dear God, I just won't rent. They probably won't millions. But the more I meditated on that, I noticed there was nobody in line. I had God's total attention. I saw Jesus sitting at the right hand and he said, you know, bring your petitions to him. And so I made my petition. And the Bible says, Jesus ever liveth to make intercession for us. I saw Jesus lean over to the Father and say, give it to him. (laughs) Then I saw the Holy Spirit go into action and make it happen. Hallelujah. That's good. Amen. Now, you don't don't get that kind of stuff just reading chapters and and a whole book at the same time. Take the time to meditate it. And, And you'll notice when you go to the throne of grace, there's not another soul there God's focusing on you. Amen? Amen. Amen. You don't have to stand in line. 
and they're not going to run out before you get there. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a shout, praise God. All right, now, get ready to experience extravagant favor. Once again, extravagant means unrestrained and beyond what you've experienced before. So I was about to say earlier, if God is about to show me favor beyond anything I've ever experienced before, as much favor as I've already experienced, dear Lord, what does he have in mind? What if God is about to do more than you could ask or think? There's nothing too big for God. He's not limited by your circumstances. Today's special offer, the Unlimited Favor Special Package, contains Jerry Savelle's three-part audio series, Our Unlimited God, his faith-building book, Hey, That's the Favor of God, and the uniquely designed journal, My Personal Favor of God Journal. It's time to take the limits off and expand your faith. Learn to activate your faith for an unprecedented outpouring of God's goodness and favor. In this package, you'll discover where limitation comes from, how to break free from self-limitations, what can block God's goodness, and how to receive God's favor. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Unlimited Favor Special Package. Start thinking bigger, start dreaming bigger, and expect our unlimited God to do the unlimited in your life. Thank you so very much for joining us on Adventures in Faith today. And it's been a great honor and a great joy to be able to bring the Word of God to you. And we appreciate all of you that have communicated with us and letting us know how much these programs are blessing you. And we want to encourage you, if you feel the same way about the lessons that you are watching right now, then please communicate with us again. We love hearing from you. And we just want you to know we're believing God with you that this is going to be your time for your greatest victories you've ever experienced. Amen. Let me remind you once again of our special offer, the Unlimited Favor Package. First of all, three CDs that I preached not too long ago entitled Our Unlimited God. Don't limit God. Don't limit Him in any way. Dare to believe for His best in every area of your life. Remember the Apostle Paul says, He is the God that does exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And then my newest book entitled, Hey, That's the Favor of God. The reason I gave it that title is simply because many, many years ago, when God first began teaching me about His favor and how to walk in it, He said every time it manifests in your life, you stop and say out loud, Hey, that's the favor of God. And He said, and every time you do that, you'll begin to expect it to manifest more and more often. So that's what this little book is about. Once again, hey, that's the favor of God. Brand new book. So first time we've offered it, please don't hesitate to contact us and get your copy. And then once you experience the favor of God, I have found that it's so important to journal it. I put this little journal together so that every time you experience God's favor, you can write it as a testimony. Then also there's a section where you can write what you're believing God's favor to do. So this is important. The reason I uh, produce this little book is so that you will become more and more favor-minded. Get up every day expecting the favor of God. So you can order all of this on our 
uh, go to our website, jerrysville.org, or you can simply look at the information that's on your screen right now and place your order for it. The Unlimited Favor Package. Thank you once again for joining me. I look forward to sharing with you again next week. So remember, until then, your faith will overcome the world.